We praise God today for the resurrection, for what the choir has brought our hearts together in recognizing these wonderful words, all the practice that went into it. We certainly appreciate all of their talent that has been given to the Lord. I'd just like to take a few moments in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the resurrection chapter this morning, looking at verses 3 through 8, six verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That's page 991 on the Bible in the Pew Bible, and uh, I trust you find that and follow along as we go through this section, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 8. I'd like to just read a few verses from the way the book of Acts begins as we uh, set the stage for what we'll learn in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. Luke began the book of Acts by explaining that something that he's already written in the book in the Gospel of Luke, including all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day that he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, has, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also, that is to the apostles, he showed himself alive after his passion, the, week of the, the last week of his earthly life, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And I'd like to just listen this morning to the testimonies of those who saw the risen Christ. We'll look at the, the different groups of people and the individuals who saw Christ after the resurrection. The Apostle Paul lists those who saw the risen Savior. In verse 3 of 1 Corinthians 15, we read, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Folks, those verses give us the gospel the death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ. The word gospel means good news. And that's wonderful news because now our sins can be forgiven. And notice he, he supports that with the scriptures, according to the scriptures, two times. Now let's read on verse, in verse 5. And that he was seen of Cephas, that was Peter, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. That would be sleep, uh, the sleep of death. After that, he was seen of James and then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. Peter is mentioned in verse 5, but he was not the first one who saw the resurrected Savior. It was Mary Magdalene. Mary, the woman from whom Jesus delivered from seven demons, Word seven there, probably not a count of the demons, but the idea of the perfection, the number of perfection, she was completely controlled by demons. And Jesus saved her. And she loved him from then on. I'm reminded of Proverbs 8, 17. It says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Mary sought him early that first Easter morning. She was the one who was the first to arrive at the empty tomb the first day of the week. She found the stone rolled away. She ran to tell Peter and John, and they came to see if she was telling the truth. And the tomb was indeed empty. And when they left, Mary stayed. 
And we see her weeping, and John records what happened next in John chapter 20, verses 13 through 16. The angels asked her, Woman, why weepest thou? Those were the angels there at the tomb. She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Well, Mary immediately went to tell the disciples that she had seen Christ, and they didn't believe the story. They believed the tomb was empty. In Mark chapter 16, verse 11, it says, And they, when they heard that, that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. The next person to see Jesus after the resurrection was Peter. Paul writes in verse 5, And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. The two on the road to Emmaus also mentioned the Lord's appearance to Peter when they came back and, and they recounted to the disciples who were hiding in fear of the Jews, perhaps in that same upper room where they had met earlier. Everyone knew Peter. He was the disciple who had crowd dexterity. Everyone knew when Peter was in the room. He would be the first one to speak. Whether it was a mistake or not, he would speak. And, and we know him as being impetuous. We're not told when Jesus revealed himself to Peter, but it must have been after Mary Magdalene and before the Emmaus disciples. We're not told why Jesus revealed himself to Peter. One writer says, Jesus or Christ did not appear to Peter because Peter deserved to see him most, but perhaps because Peter needed to see him most. What a wonderful privilege Peter had of seeing the Christ, whom he had denied, and yet will see him forgiven. Third, he was seen by Cleopas and another disciple on the road to Emmaus. One of them is named, the other is not. They walked seven miles together with Christ, listening to all that he had to say to them about himself. Luke 24, 27 says, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. It says in verse 30 and 31, It came to pass as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break it and gave to them, and their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Here were the two who were well aware of everything that had happened in Jerusalem on that day. And they were amazed that this stranger that was walking with them had not heard. Art thou a stranger in Israel and hast not heard these things? And he said, what things? And he drew out this conversation with them. And they traveled those seven miles. And then it says in verse 30, it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave to them and their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. What did they do? 
Usually we think that's the end of the story, but they were the ones that went back to Jerusalem, those seven miles, I'm sure it didn't take them as long as it did the first trip, but to tell the disciples that they had, what, what had happened, that they had seen him, that he, Christ had talked with them and walked with them. So they went back, told the disciples, and, and uh, they had this great news. And when you, when you have good news that Jesus is risen, you just have to share it with someone else. And that's exactly what they did. Thomas wasn't there. We read the account in Luke 24, 33 through 36. And they rose up that same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered and them that were with, him, with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told him what things were done in the way and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Do you think the eleven believed them? The Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 13, says they didn't. They went and told it to the residue, neither believed they them. These disciples had seen the miracles of Christ. They had followed him for three years. They had heard him teach. And yet they didn't believe. They might not have believed at first, but we read what happens next in Luke 24, 36. And as they spake, that is, as these two from, that were on the road to Emmaus spake to them, Jesus himself himself stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And I'm sure those two disciples said, We told you. <laughs> and yet now they see. The next week, Jesus appeared to the disciples with Thomas present. Thomas wasn't there the first week. Don't ever miss a Sunday night. <laughs> we read in John 20, verse 26, and after eight days, again, his disciples were within. It was a week. They counted a partial day there. And Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. And he saith to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. And reach thither thy hand and thrust it into my side. Thomas had made those statements. I will not believe unless I can do these two things. And Jesus said, Be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because you have seen me and hast believed, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. That's a reference to you if you know Christ as your Savior. Thomas was the last disciple to be persuaded of the resurrection. And Jesus used Thomas to illustrate the faith of those who have not seen and yet believe. Sixth, Jesus appeared to the disciples at the Sea of Galilee. That's a record that we find in, in John chapter 21, verses 1 through 23. We won't have time to read all of that, but Simon was the one who said to the disciples, I'm going fishing. And the other fishermen and the disciples said, we're going with you. And they fished all night and caught nothing. And in the morning, Jesus called from the shore, children, have ye any meat? They answered, no. And the text says the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. But when he told them to cast the net on the other side of the ship, and they caught so many fish they weren't able to pull them in, 153 fish in all, and the nets didn't break, Jesus had already prepared a fire with fish on that fire, and they realized that's the Lord. And Peter swam 300 feet to the shore, and then the others followed. We find them again 
on a mountain in Galilee in Matthew chapter 28. It would have been the next appearance of Christ to the disciples. Then the 11 disciples went into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Again, Jesus had already appeared to them. They weren't doubting the fact that he was alive. They may have debating what the kingdom would look like now, because that's exactly what he goes into. It's the, the great commission of going and reaching all nations. And then we have James. 1 Corinthians 15, you see down in verse 7, after that, he was seen of James. There are several men in the Bible named James. There were two disciples by that name, one the brother of John, the son of Zebedee, the other the son of Alphaeus. Also, we have the author of the book of James. He was the half-brother of Jesus. That is, Joseph was his father. Mary was his mother. In Matthew 13, 55, um, Mark is... Mark said, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judah, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Two references in the New Testament. One mentioned sisters in the plural. So there were five boys in the family and at least two girls. And I believe that James mentioned here is, is one of Mary and Joseph's sons. They didn't believe at first John chapter 7 and verse 5, they were asking if he was going up to the feast. And it says, for neither did his brethren believe in him. But James became a believer. And it was probably when Jesus revealed himself to James that he believed. After that, we find a number, more than 500 disciples. 1 Corinthians 15, 6 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. 1 Corinthians was written in 50 A.D., after the resurrection. And so these 500 brethren all saw him at once. We've seen the quality of witnesses, and now we see a quantity of witnesses. It was all at one occasion, probably when Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, gave the Great Commission, and ascended into heaven. Luke 24, 50 through 52. And then the apostle who's writing that book of 1 Corinthians says that I saw him too. Verse 8, and last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. You say, when, when did Paul see Jesus? Oh, it was on the way to Damascus. when that light from heaven shone. And, and the voice said, um, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. He had asked, who art thou, Lord? And so he met the Lord, one of the, one of the requirements to be an apostle, to see the risen Christ. So these are the firsthand testimonies recorded in God's word, and they're there for us. Just an eclectic group of people, sinners with faults, with failures, people just like you and me. And Jesus appeared to them so that the testimony of his resurrection from the dead could be verified. Don't walk away from the many infallible proofs in God's word today. Don't ignore the testimonies of those who saw the risen Savior. Don't close your mind to the power of the resurrection that changed so many lives. Don't close your heart to the Holy Spirit of God who's working in your, in your heart even this morning. 
Let the resurrection of Christ affect your life. Let me leave you with the words that Jesus said to Thomas. Be not faithless, but believing. If you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you ought to do that today. Jesus died for you. He was buried. He rose again the third day so that you could have life. Simply put your faith and trust in him alone for your salvation today. You who are saved, recognize the power of a testimony of someone who has seen Christ. You've seen him. You've been saved. You know him. Let's be faithful witnesses to let others know Jesus is alive. Let's bow for prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, for the record of these who have seen you face to face. And I pray that that will be an encouragement to us to know that what the Bible says is true. And I pray that if there's anyone today who has not taken that step of faith to trust you as their Savior, today will be the day when they say, Father, forgive me for my sin. Come into my heart. Save me from all my wickedness and be my Savior and be my Lord. And I pray that you would motivate us as believers to live in a world who needs to see that Jesus lives. Give us that boldness in our witness. Give us a, a faithfulness in our lifestyle that others would see Christ in us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.